Welcome to the Reggae Lover Podcast. Reggae Lover Podcast. Greetings, this is Khalil Wanda. And this is A-God. What up, people? Thank you for joining once again. Big up to all the listeners live right now on NiceUpRadio.com. Yeah, shout out to everybody in all the digital streaming platforms across the world. No doubt, no doubt. So we have today uh, a great discussion lined up. We have some guests in the studio who we've been working on getting on the show for many moons. <laughs> you know what I mean? So today we have the Rumble Talk crew, both Drew and Iron Voice, hosts of the most popular radio show for hardcore dance hall and sound system and sound clash heads in the world on sound chat radio and irish and com. the rumble talk thursday's crew is live and direct welcome to the show drew and iron voice all right what's up what's up pleasure yeah, to man, be here. bless up bless up bless up yeah man i appreciate we appreciate you being here man i mean it's very very exclusive you know we say this a lot with our guests but this time i really mean it <laughs> no, but we appreciate the, the the fact that you reached out to us. You understand? It's a blessing to be here and thing like that. And 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 like Khalil did say, it's been many moons. I believe you've been trying to lock this for over a year. <laughs> yeah, just, man. But we're here now. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. We did mm-hmm. have to make sure so we made, we we got here. So you <laughs> know what I mean? give thanks. So it's 2021 now. So we're gonna talk about Sound Clash. We're gonna talk about dance hall and. But, you know, first I want to kind of set the table, give you guys the opportunity to kind of introduce yourselves to some of our global audience that might not be familiar already, right? So, as we start off with Drew, you know what I mean? Wow. Um, brief introduction. Let's take it to the beginning of the Genesis. Let's say go to the Genesis. Um, at the beginning of the, you know, popularity of internet with the whole dancehall, um bit i was kind of there at the beginning um with a website called danceallminded.com that had a lot of people who are industry heads today that people you know hold in regard like tarantula mad spider he was there walshy fire you know major laser um i can name other people right now but my my brain is is is, is kind of scattered but those are the two of the names that jump off the top of my head so being at the forefront of something that's new you tend to be the people that'll be recognized for it. So we were there doing that and we were interacting with sound systems on a level that was new to the world. So when mm-hmm. we were doing that, you know, there was another website that was launched by a friend of mine called um, Scrappy. And he had a site that he started up out of um, a college project. He was going to a school in New Jersey and it was called dancehallreggae.com. And we kind of migrated from Dancehall Minded to that platform and you know we basically had the industry in a chokehold for maybe about 10 years just doing that where what we said was law and we were within that sound clash industry like saying okay we were influencers before it had a name if i want to say that so i was part of that um i did radio out of there back in 2007 you know we kept promotions because we had the popularity at the time from the sound system that they know that if they were going to interact with us, it would lead to a platform recognition and, and, and a global recognition because the internet at the time, you know, it was still new, but people were realizing it was a global platform. And when I'm saying this, I'm talking like maybe about 97, 98. So mm-hmm. at the time, it was something that was new. So it, it definitely worked in our favor. 
So we took it and we did, you know, promotions, or you know, in all over the place, um, and, and especially with inter- interviews and things like that. We even did um, simultaneous broadcast from Jamaica and New York at the time where we were doing this in like 2001. Where like what we're doing right now seems regular. Try getting yeah. dial up um, and Ethernet cables in 2001 and stringing up actual coffin boxes to computers to broadcast. And we were linking up with like Downsound Records that we see now yeah. today as a, you know, Joe Bogdanovich. We were linking up with Downsound and doing sound system um, juggling with Downbeat and everybody online in 2001. I still have those audios locked away and I still haven't released them. And, you know, we have them. So, you know, we've been putting in that work for a very, very long time. You know, um, that's to make it short. Give thanks, man. Um, Iron Voice. Yeah, my, my journey was very different from Drew. Um, it, and it's it's interesting how me and Drew actually linked up because we were in circles that were like kind of circling each other, but never actually linked for many, many years. Of course, I came in on the sound man side, um, started as a box boy and my cousin, the sound that my cousin was on called Black Panther Sound from out in the Bronx, even though I'm not a Bronx man. But, you know, from there, I started, you know, playing music and stuff like that, following my cousin around. And then after that, you know, developed into our own thing. Started my own sound, um, Reggae Boy Sound in 2004. It wasn't a sound at that point. It was a group of DJs. And then we turned it into a sound in 2005 when we had a little bit of falling out with this first set of people that I did it with. On Reggae Boy Sound, I was able to have a good little run in the city where we ended up playing with pretty much um, everybody who anybody wanted to play with at that time. You had the Stone Love, you had the Massive B, you had the Freak. We played with, um, like, I w- it, this is one time I wish Kevin was here because he has the better memory. We played with the big hip-hop DJs. We played with the big um, sound systems. I never got to play with Radigan. That's one thing that I wanted to do. Um, we played with Metro Media. We played with, it was a lot of sounds. It was a lot of, it was a lot of big sounds, top-name sounds. Ended up going to Jamaica, playing with Bass Odyssey, played with Renaissance in Florida, played with Tony Mataran. One of the biggest dances that you could that I had that we did was a stone of anniversary. So you know, if you do a stone of anniversary in a mm-hmm. in a certain place, you know, say your song did have a little bit of name, you know? Yeah. Um I was we also did um were responsible for some of the hot remixes that came out at that time. One of the probably the biggest one that most people remember would be the Money Changer, um the Mavado Money Changer remix on the T Pain beat. Mm. T Pain and Rick Ross. Um, that okay. was my yeah that was I, that was my remix that we did and I did a bunch of other ones I ended up playing on the radio went around the world on that side that's where I really forward into the business we actually d- also did a lot of radio we kept a few dances ourselves um, but our thing was more on the juggling side you see what I'm saying so we kept yeah. uh, we kept you know we kept dance with Stone Love we kept dance with the songs that we were playing with in our area in Jamaica we actually used to um, be a part of a group that kept a um, year-to-year dance and a um, give a, give back on for um, the school kids in a, in a part of Jamaica called Mile Gully. That's way in the, it's in um, Manchester. It's way up in the country in Mile Gully, Manchester. And in the day we would have a giveaway, we, what they call a treat, where we would have bounce about and give away school supplies and stuff like that to the youth them in the area. And then at night we would have a big dance. Um, I was brought in to play at that 
the, the first time. And then when I saw what was going on, me and my brethren said, yo, we want to be a part of this. So we started actually being a part of the production of it with the school supplies and stuff like that. So we was doing that for a few years, um, playing with bass at this for a few years, and that was cool. I've written in for Smooth Magazine. I was their official DJ. I also, I used to put in the playlist in their magazine every um, every month for something for a few years. Um, what else did I do? I said I did radio before. I played on, before Soundcheck, I was on 93.5 years ago. Um, I was also on Sirius XM for a while um, on Dance Hall Saturday, Dance Hall Saturday Nights. I was one of their um, DJs in rotation for a few years well. But it was me and Drew were actually on the same radio station at one point in 2007, Real Radio. We didn't know each other. Really? Okay. <laughs> I was on at Tuesday night. I don't remember what day Drew was on. I used to do Sunday. Sunday. Right, okay. Yeah, so Drew was on Sunday and I was on Tuesday. Um, like like he said, with the dance, the, the interesting thing about the whole internet thing that he was talking about was one of my closest friends is also one of Drew's close friends. But we didn't, again, me and Drew didn't know each other at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Kushner, he was on that dancehall reggae.com thing all, all for years. I, I was, he would tell me about it and I would look into it and be like, yeah, but I have no internet thing. Yeah, I mean, I ain't this out of my thing. You know what I mean? So it was just really not my thing for many, many years. But Drew, I mean, Kushner would always tell me what was going on. So um, him and Drew became friends separately, and then they had their own. He became one of the hecklers and that whole thing. And then that's, that's how me and Drew actually ended up linking up years later. But it was, it's just interesting that when we talk about a lot of stuff, we were, like, revolving around each other for quite, quite a long time. But, yeah, but, um, yeah, I think that's it. I, I, I have a lot more stuff, but, I, you know, I don't think it applies to... What yeah, I'll, I'll pat you on the back. You have one of the biggest podcasts in the game, too. Oh, yes. Thank you, sir. I forgot. <laughs> i help you out. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, we started our podcast, and that's also a blessing. And the podcast has grown to, yeah, it's in the top 2% of podcasts globally. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's a blessing, man. I can't even, you know, I, I don't even know what to say about that. I'm just grateful that people really listen to it and love it the way they do. And you, and you mentioned writing some articles, Drew. You've done some some writing. Yeah, Drew's and stuff. done some writing. Yeah, yeah. I've I've written a few. I've been writing and uh, uh, articles for years. Um, one of the magazines is Birdie Promotion Magazines. Um, she's based out of the DMV area, and I've written for. Um, oh my God, <laughs> so many things. I would like people have I've like linked me up over the years. Could you write something for this? Writing for something to that, but I'm one of those people that I don't catalog the things that I do. And I only remember if somebody reminds me. So, like, I try to keep. I know we don't have the video on now. Oh, you can't see it, but ah, this is how I do it. I keep like the magazines that I write for because if I don't, I will not remember. Because <laughs> it's like to me, um, I don't take things. I don't want to say I don't take things seriously. But when I look at dance hall, I just look at it as something that I don't know. I just do it. And then later on, you look back at the things that you do. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I did that. Like, but I don't, in, in the moment, it's like, all right. You want me to write an article for who? All right, I'll email it to you. And then it'll pop up later on. So I've done it for European magazines. I've done it for local magazines, websites. I've, yeah, done like a lot of things. Like, even in this type of forum, I have people that do radio shows and they'll have an artist coming in or a sound system coming in. And they'll hit me up and be like, hey, what questions can I ask this guy? Mm-hmm. 
So even I'm behind the scenes doing stuff like that for other people. Um, Mm -hmm. What kind of gives me pleasure with stuff is like in my professional life, I work in operations and anybody that knows anything about that is like, you're never seen, but your work is on display when things are happening. So I'm comfortable in that role of not being seen, but make things happen, you know? So like, that's kind of like where I want to be. Me being on radio is completely opposite of who I am. That's the that's the funny thing about it. Like, if it was up to me, I would never do another radio show. <laughs> because I'm like, it's just, I mean, it's just like, yo, okay, all right. And what makes it worse now, radio shows aren't just radio shows anymore. Right. The cameras on you, people see you. It's just like, all right. And yeah, that's not really my world. The internet and the whole dancehallreggae.com thing, it provided the anonymity that makes me just do my thing. Yeah. And Facebook and everything ruined that. <laughs> if you go on my Facebook page, you see I'm Ric Flair. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, we do a, we do a lot of anything for dancehall. I'm willing to do it. That's why I kind of feel like a cruff that it took me a year and change to link up with you guys. <laughs> I, mean, I listen to your program. We share it with each other on SoundCloud. And I'm like, yo, you know what? Yo, you need to get this done, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything that you guys mentioned, it's like you're, you're actually in the culture. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that are not in the culture that are kind of you know, going in and out of it. But, you know, I, I believe we're all about the same age and we're of the generation where it's like you just do all those things. Yeah, man. Um, but my question... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Question is how how did the radio show come about? All right, the first one that I did, um, the first radio show I did was back in two thousand and six seven. What it was, um, we had started this um, group called Hecklers Inc. And mm-hmm. what it was, we looked at it as we're fighting for the justice in dancehall because <laughs> when we would go to Clash, we didn't feel like the people were getting the money's worth from the sounds that were coming from Jamaica. Mm, they yeah. would come up here and be like, okay, them used to come up here and play some every night time for people money. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be happy for it because they came from Jamaica. So we came up with a slogan. It was called "Money um, Music for Your Money. So we decided that, yo, when we go to clashes and these guys aren't performing up to the, the $40 and $50 that we're paying to go in, we're going to show our displeasure. Mm-hmm. And I've always believed in power in numbers. Yes, there was like maybe about eight of us that officially said, that's what we do. But when you're in a sound clash and seven people strategically placed in a in a venue start going, you suck, boo. Other people had that have that fame, fame feeling, get that yeah. courage in their chest to start boo too. So it started that movement. And then we said, all right, we don't like those dances. So, you know, we're going to keep our own dance. So mm-hmm. and I was like, OK, we got dancearegga.com. The sounds are willing to play for us without any financial, inf- you know, anything financial involved. But I need a medium to promote it. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right. I had a friend of mine who kept saying to me, you need to be on radio. You need to be on radio. And I was like, no, I'm not with the radio bit. 
But then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? We can get people coming to the events. We can highlight SoundClash. So what the radio show was, it was a SoundClash radio show where we would call other countries for clash results that just took place. And we would play music at the same time. Mm. So if there was a clash in Antigua Saturday night, our radio show was on Sunday. And being that we had danceorregae.com, everybody would come with the results to that website. So we'd be like, okay, call in and, and, and let's get that done. So we were promoting our dances, promoting other people's events, and just keeping everybody abreast of SoundClash, which was before Chin even started um, SoundChat Radio. So I kind of had that experience going there. Mm-hmm. Now, if we want to talk about how Rumble Talk got started, this is kind of funny. Rumble Talk was started out of a necessity because we, for U.S. Rumble 2017, the lineup that we had... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go down that road, time out. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to I just establish a little thing, right? So mm-hmm. you're going from... You, you guys are Heckler's Inc., right? Mm-hmm. So am I making this up or I feel like I heard somewhere that at one point, like, you weren't, like, you and Chin weren't, like, cool. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> All right, like, let's let's break that down. Shit, right? Yeah, so right, how, how you came to be, you know, um, on the same team as Soundtrack right, Radio in the first place. And I'm place. glad you asked that question, because here yeah. we are. <laughs> I met Chin back in um, 90, in about 98, 98, um, when he was, he was rolling with my brethren, C-Thug, um, Thug Graphics, that does all the dancehall flyers that you see all over the place, and all of the flyers you saw over the years. He was the one that was doing that. Him and Chin was brethren. And me and C-Thug were brethren from DanceAllReggae.com and DanceAllMinded. So being that we were friends in real life, not just online, him and Chin is brethren, so I met Chin back then. And, you know, everything was cool. We all hung out, you know, dancehall. We do everything. We were a team. At some point in time, um, Drew, C-Thug, and, and, and Chin kind of fell out. And me being his brethren, I, you know, yard munting. All right, if my brethren not talk to them on there, then me not talk to them on there. I'm going to really have to investigate. Why him vex me? Let <laughs> me ask that. So any feelings you carry, Bridget, me carry it too. And oh, you don't really do them investigations that when you're in your mid-20s and 30s, you just I say, yeah. yo, my brethren vex. So it took years in maturity for me to like, I, st- I was still seeing chins in venue. You know what I'm saying? I would see him in venues and like, yo. So it got to the point where like one day I was just like, yo, a foolishness this. Because me and me and C-Tech wasn't even hanging like that no more. And I'm still like, yo, man, yo, Agwan. So I saw him in the dance and I'm going to say, yo, Agwan. And I'm saying, what's good, yo? And we start talking a little bit. And I can, we we always had mutual um, friends. You know what I mean? I said like, right. I'm keeping dances with this um, girl in Canada named Jill. And Chen keeps dances in Canada with this girl named Jill. So we have all the same friends, but they know that we don't mix. Mm-hmm. And we really couldn't get back to tell you why we wasn't mixing. So it just became this whole thing where it's danceallregae.com versus Irish and shit. And it, it stemmed from two friends falling out and everybody taking sides. Okay. So speed up the timeline. Um Chin's doing sound chat, and I lied to you not, and I, 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 you called me a douchebag. I never listened to sound chat one day because I was like, it's Chin's radio station, but now nah, I listen to it. Chin's something. So I was like, all right, cool. So we became cool. We, all right. A friend of mine said Chin had a WhatsApp group, and I was like, eh. 
And I'm sitting around. I'm like, you know what, man? Like, let me see what's what's with this. Because I'm always trying to get into whatever is new. So it was like, Chin got a WhatsApp group. And I was like, you know what? Me and Chin ain't really got no beef. We see each other in, in dances and we heal with one another. All right. Add me to the WhatsApp group. And from there, you know, we started interacting on, on, you know, in the WhatsApp thing and then went over to the studio. And one day, like grown men, we sat down and had a conversation and started comparing A's and B's and C's. And I said, yo, this, that, and the other. And was like, yo, you know, when I did, I saw again in our life. And, you know, it took a while where I think both of us on each side took a while to come back to a trust level where I say, all right, this is a real thing where it's not like, you know, some man will link you and I say, yeah, but them boy, they are people the same way. You know what I mean? I said, but it wasn't like that. And you know, it took a while. And we got there and he was going away on the Jamrock cruise. And he said to me, yo, may I go upon a cruise? I mean, I like for you run to run, do the, the big shows on the station while I'm gone. And I, and I was like, me? And he's like, yeah, I want you to do it while I, I'm on the cruise. And I was like, wow, that's a big responsibility to hand your radio station over to me for basically a week. You know, and I said, all right, I'm going to deal with it. And this was 20, like I said, around 2015. And okay. till now with us, that is six years. And um, with the Rumble Talk show, um, basically, Chin is a person like this. You can't date in the collective, but everybody's supposed to have them own alien, right? So I'm doing sound chat as a group, me, Ninja, M, Treasure, and whoever else. And then one day he says to me, yo, you have to go do your own show. And I was like, own a show. I was like, I don't want to do my own show. He said, yo, when you start? Because <laughs> when Chin asked for show, they're not really asking so. <laughs> so he was like, yo, when you start your show, I'm like, start what show? Rumble Talk. I was like, come on, bro. But how it went was, we, me and him decided we we're going to do the Rumble Talk show because at the time, we were promoting US Rumble 2017 and we weren't getting much feedback from the sounds that were booked as far as promoting the event. Mm-hmm. Like the man them does sit on upon them and so we are say, yo, are we gonna get the people them interested in the event if the man them we are playing at the event now, you know, putting no action behind the thing. Mm-hmm. So we said, okay, that's why the show is called Rumble Talk. So because we about the Rumble series. So we was like, okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna do this show leading up to the event to get people interested in the event. So we would go on there, talk about the dance, what we think it might happen. And we would call one and two of them on them with dip on the dance. It's like, yo, so what's your plan? Kind of like trying to force their hand to interact with the promotion team. Once the dance was over, my impression was rumble done, Mm -hmm. radio show done. Okay. Supposed to be until the dance done. Chin said, Ima Ninja go go and do it. I said, God bless him. Me gone. <laughs> God, me don't God do what we do already. You know me I say Promotion mm. done. Me gone. A Thursday this and me have things for do. See you later. Um, Ima Ninja do it. And then um, him and Ninja doing the show. Come in with Jamaica and listen to the show. Him and Ninja <laughs> host the show. Him and Ninja and I do it. I'm in the So that I go on now. And I get a call one day. Like I said. So you have to go do your own show. I'm like, what own show? I was like, I'm not doing a show where I'm the only one sitting in the studio. He was like, all right, Ninja, we did it with you. So I said, all right, me and Ninja got um, Rumble Talk now. Chin said, I'm done. So now mm. I'm like, so how is this going to work? And the burden is like, okay, it's your show. So you got to dictate topics, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, yo, I got to put work in for this now. 
Because even though Ninja did it, Ninja just sit up in the seat. <laughs> you know what I said? Me and Fair come in with clip and topic and Ray Ray and your Ninja. This way I go do and this way I do. So I'm like, hold up. I'm a producer for a radio show. How this happen again? Because I didn't <laughs> want to do this. You know what I said? So I when we when we started to do the show, um, you know, it was a good vibe. But I'm a person where I don't like being I don't like to be boxed in. So Anybody that knows me knows that he's a man who like run joke. And with Sound Clash, it kind of too serious for me where no man not draw, no, you know, messing a joke night. night. I'm here, so and that's my things too. So I was like, I had to change how the, the, the show was perceived. It had to reflect who I am as an individual. So it's kind of like we, we kind of change oh, the, 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 you would do a typical um, dancehall show. Because mm-hmm. there are other people that do dancehall shows. I'm not saying we're the only ones. But the scope of what we do encompasses the entire culture and everything mm-hmm. within the culture that people are interested in. So right. if you listen to the show, we're not going to just talk about double plate, double plate, double plate all night. We're going to talk about, oh, yo, that girl there sell panty. She in a <laughs> You know what I'm sir? We're going to yeah. talk about Jack Cure saying more on the wash. We're going to talk about that. Kaita Guan. In a play in a clash. So everything that we're talking about ties into people within the sound clash, um, you know, sphere. But we just uh, bring you everything one time rather than I say, yo, make a next man talk about that. Nah, it did it. We're going to talk about it. And we know say, as Jamaicans or West Indian people, when you get four or five of us in the same space, yo, kya daga draw and chua kaga run. Mm-hmm. So rumble talk to me is basically me and my brethren them sit down in my basement. I drink rum and we just have vibes. And anything that comes to our mind, mm-hmm. you gotta hear about it. So even when I started to do the show, if you remember, when Chin was doing rumble talk in my ninja, it was a nice, clean, well shirt and tie show. So we never listened to that show there. <laughs> we never, we never listened it till Drew and Ninja. Yo, the, the worst, the the, the the one requirement I had when I said me I take it, I say yo, I'm doing it unedited. Me nah, I'm not doing a show where I have to stay within because I was even saying this to Chin the other night. Roma Talk is a show about Sound Clash culture. There's nothing about Sound Clash that's suit and tie as far as the verbiage is concerned. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to do a show where Mafia edit when I say, when we're talking to people that pay $50 for here, our next man tell him suck your mother. It doesn't make no sense. So it have to reflect the dance hall if, if, you, if you follow what I say. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. And then yeah. um, let me see. Oh, Iron Iron Man reach. Um, we did it. <laughs> and me and Ninja I do a thing, and it a go on. We start us U.S. Rumble and Canada Rumble, and then I say Rumble Twins. And life happens, and Ninja schedule kind of switch up where him can do the show. And like me telling already, if I me want to do a radio show, you just turn off the dial. Cause me not do it. You know what I mean? And me link um, Iron Vice, and me and say, Yo, dog, you're free on a Thursday. And he must say, yeah, I must say, yo, I, mean, I like some help. And he was willing to come on in and, you know, bend him schedule. And, you know, we met the jokes about the um the time. But he told me before he said okay to it, he said, yo, I couldn't reach until 6.30. I must say, all right, cool. Here what we're going to do. We're gonna, I'll hold it down to 6.30 when you reach. And I'll even let you guys in on a secret. If you listen to how every Rumble show starts, it always starts with an audio mm-hmm. of a dance. The reason I implemented that was I was traveling from work 
picking up my son and coming to the studio. And I needed a buffer that if I didn't get there from six o'clock, that the audience wouldn't be listening to dead air. So mm -hmm. I started implementing audio. So I'd be like, Yosh, if you're in a simmer reach by Yosh, the audio, audio engineer, mm -hmm. I'd be like, Yosh, if I'm in a reach by six, run that thing up. My most reach within 10 minutes. So it just, and then people started to like it. So I was like, hold on. All right, we're good, yes or no. You know what I say? So when him same couldn't come for 6 30, me I say, all right, cool. But don't have audio around for the first seven minutes. And any monkey can't hold people on a conversation <laughs> from 15 to 6 30. So we're good. You know mm -hmm. So it worked that way, you know? So that's how we reach the radio show. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, Iron Voice, so how did you reach to Soundchat? Um, to be honest with you, the, and I, I wish I could say that, you know, it's because I had this great relationship with Chin and this man and that man or whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Kushner, again, Kevin, same guy who's my friend and Drew's friend. So I'm thinking mm. Drew had something to do with it. But I, to this day, I don't know. Me and Drew never had this conversation ever. Uh, Kushner linked me one time on WhatsApp me and said, yo, King. You want the um, soundtrack radio because I have another show on um, Beat Miners Radio with Evil D and Mr. Mm. Watt. That's their station. So I do a show with them every Friday. Mm. Um, and a couple other people were asking me to do radio shows on their station. I was like, nah, I'm in a night. Nah, I'm in a night. Nah, I'm in a night. I mean, I want to do no more show. Cause my schedule is just, you know, never allowed for that. But then, um, like I said, I got a WhatsApp. Kevin linked me and said, yo, King. You want the pan sound chat? I'ma say, boy, I'm a schedule, but yeah, man, what go on? Him say, all right, me link you back. Then after that, him say, so yeah, what go on? Mondays from <laughs> three to five. <laughs> and then your time slot there. You're gonna start it this time. Me I'm gonna get the information and, and that's exactly how I ended up on Soundchat. Wow. <laughs> well, since you since you never me and you never had that conversation, let me tell you what it up, right? Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, Ronnie Tomlinson, who is Destin Media, she mm. was um, working at Soundchat at the time. And um, Kushner linked me and said, yo, um, any slot there upon the station? I'm going to say, Wagwan, you know what I'm playing? And I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to go to Ronnie. I'm going to say, Ronnie, Wagwan, what the slot them look like? And she said, we have that time. I'm going to say, yo, I'm bridging them. She was like, them good? Yeah, me. I'm not telling a lie still in the middle of listen to them. But I know I say Kushna up front you. So if I say yo, I say your bridge, if I'm saying bridging can't play. Yeah, man. I say, ah, yeah, man, them good. Them good, man. Them good. <laughs> you know what I said? And Ronnie said, all right, I'm going to listen to them. I hear what they're going with. And then Ronnie, you know, I gave the I, I gave Ronnie the information for Kushna and the two of them linked it and chopped the time up. I'm going to just take myself out of the equation at that mm -hmm. point. I may say, if them sink or swim, upon I feel, them, I but don't deal with me for deal with already. You know and that, that was, I think, 2016 and five years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah five yeah. years later, I am not only have my show, but I'm on, what? Rumble Many Talk and, and then the three other shows. So, you know, yeah. God is good. It worked out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting how you told, uh, said talked about the, the history of Rumble Talk because, yo, it, it became so, I felt so comfortable with it. I forgot that's how it started. Like almost right away, it's mm -hmm. like, yo, every Thursday, you know what I'm saying? It's like if it's always been there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, credit to you for, you know, I, I like how you produce the show. It seems, you know, to, to the untrained ear, it would seem like, yo, you just going in there reasoning. But, you know, a lot of work goes into all them topics and 
clips and yep. you know what I'm saying reaching out to guests and yeah it's so you know give thanks for that yo and I'll say this you know and it's gonna it's not it's gonna I want to say it and I don't want it to come across as arrogant mm. our show is not really heavy on guests and and that's done yeah. for a reason when you make your show about other people then it becomes less about you right. and you're supposed to be able to hold an audience attention if you're hosting a radio show where you know have no guests, like cause some man, if they're not have no guests, no man no want you with them a chat about. Is that what I say? So you gotta be able to hold people's interest. And I think we, even when we have guests, we really don't announce it because let's face it, within our right. industry, people will tell us that they're gonna do something and you make a big deal and announce it. Yeah, yeah. And then them they ghost you. You know what I mean? I've had it happen to me. So we just kind of like trying to stay away from a lot of that. We be, we got to be able to please our audience, just us two. And if I guess where we, we're interested in a dropping eye picture, then we deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. but you have to make sure that people want to hear what you are saying. Yeah, man. I real thing. Yeah, man. I'm, I've done live radio. You know, I did about five to six years um, before I started podcasting. So I know, you know, it's a very challenging thing. Um, so when I listen to you guys and, you know, you come in and, you know, you're like, yeah, greetings, you know, John Crows and Ray. And then it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the phone just starts ringing from before you even sit down comfortably in your chair until, you know, you're trying to leave and they're still calling. And, um, yeah. you know, that's is very, um, it's very impressive. And, you know, when, when you listen and... I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember who. Somebody you talked about them. Oh, um, Froggy. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you guys will mention somebody and, you know, have a little discussion about it. And then that person will just boom, call right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it out. Let's get it off your chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very good element in the show. The 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 phone calls, the guests. I mean, not even the guests. The the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like like you know, thing I remember is you know when Soul Supreme. You know, a few <laughs> different times and all that. You can't get that anywhere. You know, oh, yes. <laughs> the Soul Supreme. The Soul Supreme sagas was very yes. nice. Yeah, that's the, yo, <laughs> that's that's like, the first time with with with. Um, uh, I think what Junior P called it, LP was in studio. Yeah, man. No, we're so rich over there. He's like, yo. <laughs> yeah. yeah man, but you, you know, you that. know what the thing is? That's just that that it's just the regular real New York energy, you know. Like, mm. that's really how it is. You know what I'm saying? So it 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 it's not you can't make that happen. You know what I mean? It just happens you know what i'm saying so that, i think that's what makes the show so so nice because those spontaneous things come out of nowhere you know what i mean but it because it's a real real thing you know what i mean and, that, that. and what it is again it comes from relationships right like that too. i've mm-hmm. been around the dance hall scene in new york since i came home in 97 and when i say came home and i come from prison i came, <laughs> from, came back from the marines yeah but when i came back you know, dance hall has always been my passion, even when I was away from New York. So as I came in, I just immersed myself in that scene. So if there's a top sound, manure the, the owner, manure the selector, manure the top man. Then man, I got to tell the lie and say, manure the, the younger youth. Then when I come up, and it's not that I don't rate them, but them no, them no dip on my radar. And it's you know, mm. 
and I don't, I don't want to come across arrogant, but like, yo, Bridget, them man ain't putting no, 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 no work in for me see them. And some of them send me friend requests on Facebook, and I'm like, yo, rude boy, like, yo, you can't friend me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Yo, you you wet yet? Like where you link me for dog? Like you can't friend request me dog. You don't reach. Yo, the big man them have to link me. Me know you 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 don't reach us up. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So we can take up the phone and we can WhatsApp. Um, um, a junior P. We can link P. Um, Puma. We can link the man them we have the name them and say mm-hmm. yo, we, we want you to do this. Yo, me hear that dub the way you play. Give me a thing for play up on the show. And I'm gonna say yeah, cause we put that work in where a man and know say yo, them man they know what them I do. And I'm not going to take my thing and clone it out. Mm-hmm. Some of them money, like, yo, you can't, man, say, I, I was doing um this thing on Rumble Talk before we were doing called Modern Warfare. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it, in my mind, what I was trying to do was um provide opportunity for sounds that didn't really get the, the, the big push yet. And because we're on the Irish and Shit platform, it's the Sound Clash platform. When me give you the opportunity to come on that studio, they come play some music. Yo, Bridget, you can't come joke out the thing. Because mm-hmm. what you do, I pop down my reputation, and you go pop down the brand. So what I had to do is, after I did the first one, I had to tighten that up. Where I was like, yo, if you come on this, Bridget, you have to send me something and show me if you play new music, where you come, they come do. Mm-hmm. No, 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 open band, no open gate thing where you just come and so come play music for you and your friend. I'm like, nah, cause man come at the time, I come take off shoes in a studio and cook. <laughs> yo, dog. Nah, man. Oh, we have to, boy. We have, to, we have to make sure it's so that good, you know, like, you know, because I, I, I only want to be synonymous with quality. And and that's part. And if you're going there's part of the Irish and Chin brand, it has to be a quality. Anything you do. So that's if we invite two roach for come up by studio for come fight, I two best roach when we can mm-hmm. find for come in there for come fight. You know what I mean? Not calling the sounds them roach. I'm just using that as an analogy before some man called me and said, Oh, yeah, call roach. So, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting you you mentioned, you know, the military thing, right? So <clears throat> there's so many things that 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 that, that you guys uh, do. So dancehallreggae.com, you know, when I was, I was in the Marines as well. And I was in uh, Okinawa. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's like the only thing I had over there, you know, dancehallreggae.com. You know, we had Highlander.com back in the day. Mm. And then um, what was it like Audio Max, you know, out mm-hmm. of Canada, you know, that's all I had. So, you know, going up through the times, you know, now you also have hecklers, yeah. Inc., you know, SoundCloud. And it's an interesting thing with that because... You know, those of us who are a certain age, I remember every time I used to get a little money, go to the cassette, man. You know what I'm saying? I used to have, because I used to go to school in Manhattan, have one in Manhattan, go on Flatbush, get, you know what I'm saying? So it had a few different cassettes. But, um, you know, nowadays, just sharing that audio, that's another way of documenting the history. You know, how did you decide to start putting everything on, on, on SoundCloud, really? Wow. Um, this is going to be so funny. Um. I got tired of my iPod. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> I have so much audio that I would Not buy the 120, 120 gig and I'll be like, that'll be enough space. And then I ram it out. I'll be like, yo, this can't work. So then I say, you know what? Somebody tell me about SoundCloud. I mean, I say, yo, you know what? If I put the whole other thing then on SoundCloud, then I can't run out of space. So it came out of a personal need. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to say, you know what? The public can't share another thing. Because how it goes is the bill 
is paid for by m- basically people within the Hecklers Inc. crew. So it's mm. like my brother, Fiend Bridging Kushner, my next Bridging Dix, Dixon and, and, and Docs. They pay for it. And Mikey in, in Pierfeet. So it's like we the bill will come up and be like, yo, buck 35. Everybody just throw in and just pay it. Mm-hmm. And we look at it as just basically our iPod. Our little music collection that we just decide to let the world share with it. So some of my things and where you might sip on there, yeah, say, yo, nobody know why I hear that. That's because we want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> so, we're not doing like people have linked me and said, why don't you monetize it? I'm not going to monetize something that I didn't pay anything for. You know what I mean? I mm. now look for, for I look to gain nothing in dancer. Anything with me I do, we do it for the love. So if we say we we'll put up, I think out of all the SoundCloud pages out there, audio wise, we have the most. Definitely. I know Mikey Graham had a lot before his page was killed. Yeah. yeah. But we have over 5,000 individual pieces of audio, and that's juggling, clash, stage show, culture mix, everything, the full spectrum. And out of everybody else that's doing it, it's the, like I said, military, everything has to have order. Yeah. So, if you go, there's a playlist for this sound, that sound, and they just scatter. And when you go into the, 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 the playlist, it's done by year order. Say I go from 83 to 2020, Panda Sound. I just saw it, have it, so it said it, ease of use, and anybody want to enjoy it, it did it, you know? And I'm yeah, just man. hoping that copyrights and things like that don't end up being an issue because the, I had a page before that. And um, yeah. it was it was um, deleted by SoundCloud because um, of mixes that were on there that had I think it was Bobby Chin them from Black Chinese. I got hit for copyright on a Black Chinese mix and a Jay Z whatever. So you get three strikes, your page is gone, and that's the reason why the page is even called the Phoenix because, as you know, the Phoenix is, is a rebirth, and so mm-hmm. that all right, heckless Phoenix, boom, is it, rebirth. But man, after in the life, it go down that time yeah, I ate that. Man, I do it again. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say it's not only the most audio, but it's the best curated. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, like you said, the organization. If I feel like listening to Stone Love, I go down the Stone Love playlist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like playing bass Odyssey, anything. You know, so I, I appreciate that. Nah, real. thank you. And and you know the whole crew with with Daddy and you know. I do. That's the reason why them pay the bill. Cause me do the work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 definitely. You know, and even right now, if you go on the pages, people send me audios to put up, but there's certain things you'll never see me post on that page. I'm not posting gospel. Uh, dance I always say, I'm here, who want to play gospel in a dance You'll hear it on a mix, on, on mm. a juggling dance, if a man play a gospel, but I'm not posting no 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 gospel mix, but now I post no souls. When I dip on that, I now post no hip-hop. Yeah, be careful with the hip-hop, because that's... Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the Yankee thing will get you flagged. No, I ain't touching that, bro. If you notice, <laughs> go find that. You know, say no hip hop, nothing. Matter of fact, if I even listen to a juggling dance, can you know some of them Jamaican you love play hip hop? Now, them first segment on a, on a, on a plate and not talk, yeah. I will go in and edit it and chop off the whole hip hop mm-hmm. segment and just play the dance all alone. Because I'm not in that or something there. Plus, I'm not, promote, I'm not promoting um, hip hop. Them Monday mm-hmm. have them thing. Dance all, reggae, our thing. And I just say you can't go feed, not charge you nothing. Just share the page to your friend. You know what I mean? And that's how we call that the the, the give back. So even though Heckler's not keeping a dance no more, that a fool we have to say, yo, we're still there. See the thing them phone and listen. I want in your car, whether or not you know we are on a rate to it. 
you still have to listen when you're in your car because we put in our work there for you. No? Yeah, yeah. So that's Cassette Drew right mm-hmm. there speaking. Sweet, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got Sweet, about a thousand of them behind me right now, man. <laughs> Yeah, man. Talk about a dope interview. And that was just the first part. Wait until you hear the next part. Yeah, man. It's just some some guys hanging out, you know? Yeah, man. Want to tell you big up to the Soundtrack Radio family, Drew and Iron Voice. Yeah, man. Every time, you know what I'm saying? If if you want to know what's going on, really going on, yeah, check them out. Yo, I want to say how important it is, this whole concept of hecklers... You know, and Drew happened to have a crew called the Hecklers in New York mm-hmm. City at a particular point in time where the audience that gathered to hear sound clashes and sound systems play were invested. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The audience were, it was fans. And it was people who are like, okay, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to pay my money, but I'm going to participate in the process. So if you want to come in and play lazy or not play your best, you know what I'm saying? We're going to inspire you (laughs) to pick it up. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? We're going to be vocal. You're going to catch some booze. We're going to get involved. You know, we're going to tell you about yourself and, you know what I'm saying? Kind of influence you to give us the best that you got. I think that that's something that I remember from my youthful days of going to dance hall. And at a certain point, it just changed. Yep. It stopped. And the crowd would just be in some type of, you know, what, you know, is it, is it the smartphones? I don't know. I think it happened before that, you know, you think it happened before the smartphone? Yeah, it's kind of like Drew had mentioned camera phone. No, I think Drew had mentioned it where it's like at some point, you know, a lot of the audience felt like uh, they don't want to stand out. You know what I mean? So you needed somebody like hecklers to really show other people it's okay to boo when nonsense is going on. I mean, you you don't think about it in terms of dance hall. Like you think dance hall is hardcore, but at some point, you know what I'm saying? Like people just stopped like being vocal. You know what I mean? Yeah, but why? Why? I don't know. Yeah, like that's that's what I'm saying. Like, what was the catalyst in in this happening? Maybe the, I, I feel like t- it was the, the type of fan change I, too. I think it was the technology, son. Because even I heard, um, you know, I'm a long time listener of Rumble Talk, so you know, back a few seasons ago, mm-hmm. like if they have seasons, a few years ago, <laughs> whatever they, you know, Drew remarked about a picture of him that surfaced in some forum of him like giving a forward. He had his gun finger up or something like Mm -hmm. that. And I think somebody took a picture and posted it. You know what I'm saying? So I think at a certain point, it was no longer cool to kind of like act out, to give a forward for a certain tune that you love and be the only guy. And then people start taking pictures of you and making fun of you on the internet. You know what I'm saying? It used to be like everybody wasn't, watching what everybody else was doing everybody used to be there for the music and to participate in the process yeah i do remember now that you speak about that uh, there was a certain time i remember when you know uh, a good tune come on even in a juggling dance you go boop 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 you know like I, i noticed the difference when it stopped being like a whole bunch of people doing it 
and instead like a, a big tune come on and I'll give a forward and then everybody would turn around and look at me and watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I remember. You know what I mean? At, yeah. at some point. People used to walk with your whistle, you know, your whatever, your noise-making device, your kerchief, your rag, and all this stuff specifically to support the sound, the DJ, whoever's playing. And you know what I mean? That's the energy. Yeah. I mean, even even but, in Jamaica at some point, like, I remember in New York, like, yeah, you go to a dance after a while, and it's just people standing up, and, you know, the, the selector might be going crazy on the microphone or whatever, <laughs> but everybody's just standing, you know, same thing going yep. on in Jamaica, so at some point, it's just, like, yeah. It turned to a flossing dog, mm-hmm. you know? You focus on your bottles, you know what I'm saying, your selfies. I mean, that's what it is now. Yeah socializing i remember there was one dance and this was maybe before like the real the full changeover happened but it was in atlanta because at that same place that we spoke of um earlier off air that legacy Mm -hmm. and capleton was performing and capleton was and you know capleton is energetic af capleton's on stage jumping up and down giving his heart and soul and sweat and we in the back just I socialized. Oh man, I chat to girl. You know what I mean? It was just like yo, yo, Capleton of all people was in the background. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just, uh, boy. Yeah, we're we're too cool. What. We're too cool, man. Socialized during concerts and everything. A lot of lot of good vibes right there. Um, make sure that you all check out part second part b of this conversation the b side where we we start talking about what's going on in the business we got the background already on this one of the of the guests now we're gonna put them on the spotlight and get their perspectives Mm -hmm. so what else is going on man so we had the grammys somehow yeah the lowest rated grammys of all time in terms of ratings Eh, whatever they could blame covid they could, nah, they could try and blame COVID for nah, this year. you can't blame COVID. I mean, everybody's at home. <laughs> so you say it should be the biggest one. Should have been. But yeah, man, so the Grammys did happen, and I did not watch. But, you know, on my timeline, few people, you know, it's crazy because I, I think I texted you. I was like, I think Toots won because, like, yeah. nobody was really posting about it. Like, you know, maybe a few days later. People are posting about the win, or maybe the next day. No, man, later the same day, I I was seeing it. It seemed like an eternity to me. But yeah, I mean, congratulations to Toots' family, you know? Yeah, that Toots album, the Grammy winning Toots album that nobody I know has or has listened to or could tell me what is on it. And shame on me for not, you know? But um, yeah. Big up to everybody, like you said, big up to everybody who was nominated. It's more about the nomination in reality. You know, I think the category itself altogether can kind of hold weight. Um, we understand that Toots would get it because he passed on not too long ago. And I think that that's what happens, Yeah, in, you know, with these platforms. Plus, I mean, he had very, like... Big, big, big time name recognition, you know, because when he did pass, you know, there's some big platforms that they mentioned him on. So 
you know, it's not surprising. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like a lifetime achievement award kind of a thing. Yeah, man. You know, feel so? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, I mean, the Grammys are good for that. I mean, so are the Oscars for where, you know, there's a good chance if somebody passed away, the, the vote, people who vote will vote them in, you know, as a kind of a nod. Um, And then also, I don't know if this has been running for a while or not, but I saw a Coors, Coors beer commercial, Coors Light, something like that. And, and it was, you know, featuring Toots mm. uh, song, Pressure, Pressure Drop. And um, yeah, it was like that same week. So I was like, yeah, this, this is big right here. This is big right here. Yeah, man. Let's not wait till our legends, our icons drop out to recognize them. That's the moral of the story. Yo, real quick though. I mean, I know it's not reggae related, but shout out to um, Nas who won his first Grammy too. You know, King's Disease. You know, oh yeah, for real, the best album. And that entire album was produced by Hit Boy, I believe. But yeah, man, I mean, that's big. I mean, I was looking at the category and it was... What did he win for? Best rap album yeah, or best, best album? rap album. Because you said best album. Okay. okay. Best okay. rap album. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Best okay. rap album. You know, I was looking at the category and it was really a good representation of hip hop. I think there was a message sent this year. Whereas, you know, usually it's the younger artists, but you know... um, who was in there? Nas was in there. Uh, Freddie Gibbs was in there. Um, I think Jay Electronica. You know, I can't remember everybody, but I remember looking at the list and being like, yo, this is, it's real hip hop. You know, it wasn't like yeah. no pop nonsense going on. Yeah, this is the first year in a long time where I listened to a handful of hip hop albums. Yeah. Um, so Nas, King's Disease probably led for me. I thought it was a great album. He, he sampled you know some reggae on there, right? Maybe a Slam Remy track, or uh, maybe I don't know. He had um, Louis Rankin was featured on the album. That's that's the one I'm remembering okay. right now. But also, you mentioned Salam Remy. He had a a dope album that just came out. Um, right? Yeah, that just came out. And um, also, Busta Rhymes has like Busta's album was ridiculous as well. So you know what I mean. Big up to the hip-hop peoples, you don't know. Speaking of that, congrats to the Versus creators, uh, Swiss Beats, Timbaland, that whole team. Mm -hmm. Versus was acquired by Thriller, mm -hmm. who's a competitor of TikTok, social media app. That's that, I said that correctly, right? Social media sure. app. Next new age platform, now they own Versus. And as a part of the deal, in addition to whatever the amount that Swiss Beats and Timbaland received. There was also a nice equity package to sweeten the deal. And all 40-something artists who had been featured on the Versus platform received equity in Thriller. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. So that includes Bounty Killer and that includes Beanie Man, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who Swiss continues to credit as being the catalyst and really causing Versus to really, you know, go to the next level so i was you know happy to see those guys receive those accolades and 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 get that equity you know what i'm saying that's what's up yeah man big 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 yeah man as we're recording this i'm looking forward to watching the raekwon and ghostface killer versus wu-tang versus wu-tang mm -hmm. yeah man that's that's gonna be good that's going to be good, man. Since we're on a little bit of a hip-hop kick, I know I mentioned last show 
about the was I think I believe it was the last show about the Biggie uh, doc that I watched and you know was that the last show? Yeah, you mentioned it previously. Yeah, previously I mentioned the Biggie doc where they talked about you know him going back to Jamaica and getting you know a lot of his inspiration from the, those days. I watched another doc called Hip Hop Uncovered, and that was interesting because in the first episode, you know they talked about the the birth of hip hop you know, in New York. And for the first time I heard it described in a certain way where it's like, yo, that's sound system culture right there. You know, you know, you, you hear them mention park jams, mm-hmm. but at the time I didn't realize all the, obviously I wasn't here for all that, but I didn't realize that that was the hip hop club. You know, there wasn't any hip-hop clubs. There was no hip-hop It was park jams. And it's crazy because, you know, they started talking about stringing up sound systems. They didn't say sound systems. And they said, you know, whoever had the most powerful speakers and they're they're, they're plugging into the light poles. And I'm like, man, if that ain't sound system culture right there. Like, I don't know. It's just another piece of evidence how much, you know... um, Jamaica and specifically sound system culture influenced hip hop. Right. Yeah, it's undeniable as long as you don't ignore the facts. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the the correlations are so similar, like in the fact that when you look at the births of those genres, when you look at this socioeconomic climate of the times. Mm-hmm how the people were living and how the music served as an outlet, you know, for the youth. Um, it, it, it was so meaningful, so impactful, such a big part of the culture um, and of life. You know what I'm saying? Coming out of the hood, coming out to the ghetto. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, yeah, man. Stop ignoring these things, people. Yeah, man. A real talk. Yeah, and I, I would say, you know, if anybody's interested in the history, they should watch that documentary, Hip Hop Uncovered. However, it's not for the faint of heart, man. It's basically um, something that we had spoken about, and you could cut this if you want. We kind of like drew an iron voice at one time when we were talking about what sound system culture used to be, who used to own the sound systems. Yeah, So yeah. this documentary is how... Gangsters basically helped to um, push forward hip hop. It's right. a cra- it's crazy because you know anybody who's had any type of like entree into like the behind the scenes of hip hop, you or even entertainment in general, you know, there's those people. They don't necessarily have a title, but you know they're funding something or they're behind something. They're they're decision makers. There mm-hmm. might be a manager, there might be a quote-unquote A&R, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's really a job that they're giving a street cat, you know. Um, so it's an interesting thing, you know. There's a dude on there called Haitian Jack. Interesting story about, um, you know, when when Haitians first started coming to America, you know, they would get bullied. And he was like, he started hanging out with Jamaicans because the Jamaicans weren't taking it. <laughs> Saying so, yeah, uh, you know, interesting history there. So, you know, if you're interested in the in hip hop from back then up until now, you know, it's like I said, it's not for the faint of heart. You know, they're talking about a lot of illicit 
behavior. So I wouldn't recommend it for right. everybody, but you know, it's a, it's a good snapshot of things that people previously have not spoken about in documentaries. You know, including mm. who actually shot Pac. Literally. Okay. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. It's something that, you know, like I said, if you're going to look at the facts and you're not ignoring the facts, it's something that goes along with the culture is there's always been that underworld element yeah. to the entertainment biz to your point you know when it was frank sinatra and all these people Mafia. you know yeah. what i mean I, exactly i really gotta go take too much more time yeah, just the ne- next uh yeah angle exactly so stay tuned for the next episode where we continue our conversation with hecklers drew and Iron Voice, a.k.a. Michigan, from Reggae Boy Sound, the hosts of the Rumble Talk Thursday's show. Hope you have a great week. Until next time. Peace. Bless. Reggae Lover Podcast was produced by Andres Agard and Aubrey Khalil Agard. Visit ReggaeLover.com for full show notes, archives, and more information. If you're interested in a sponsorship or donation, please email info at reggaelover.com. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.